I guess we should start this way. I know. Dare, dare I try and read read this opening paragraph here without rape getting involved somehow? All right. Well, here we go. Hello and welcome I, uh, to the I, You know those two Jesus Christ. characters <laughs> from Sesame Street that are aliens or something? And they're yep. just... Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, kind of like Ken was... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this then. Hello. Uh, <laughs> that's Kendall's. I think that's Kendall's moan of consent. <laughs> that's what we. Say. Any moan is uh, consensual. Uh, Unless you get a moan of disconsent, then. Uh, that. Let me do the intro thing, and then we'll actually start it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hello. I'm glad we haven't started yet. <laughs> well, God damn it! Can anybody hear me? Yeah, so let's let's get this puppy going, huh? How about that? How about we do that? And then we can dump Kendall off here, and we can get Bo on. And, uh, and... hello. Hey, hey, Kendall, why are you so tired? <laughs> no He's just getting his prostate destroyed right now. <laughs> it's like predicting the rain in Portland. You know the dad jokes. You could just see the storm clouds rolling in from the beach. <laughs> well, here we go. Hello. I forgot about that f- song. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> what is that? Is it uh Mark? Is it Mark Cohen or something like that? Is it Con Con? Wait, what song is it? I'm a Mark Con. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely Mark Con. I mean, that is the definitive Mark Con slash Cohen. I don't know. That would be funny, though, if he took, like... Hello, and welcome to the Super Animal Mega Beast Deathmatch Podcast Season 5, Round 4. This is, of course, your number one stop for ridiculous animals with badass superpowers being debated in regards to likely fighting outcomes. I'm your host, Norm Sherman, and with me I have the... uh, the ever effervescent uh, Kendall monkey. Could be better. <laughs> he's, he's got the patented moan going on this week. The moan of consent. Moan of consent. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm tired of having to sit by a phone for an hour and a half while being told repeatedly that I'm going to call in the next five minutes. Uh, you remind me of like a chubby Indian girl that would talk to, <laughs> Ad, to, talk to Adam. She's just sitting there waiting for him to call. And Hey, Adam, I got a, I got a question for Adam. Yeah. I was listening to the. I actually listened to the podcast last week because yeah. I had you know I just I had nothing to do, so I was like I might as well listen to this. <laughs> and uh, Adam really dropped some knowledge on this last week about the, uh, you know, detachable. Oh yeah. Ejectable uh-huh. penis. Totally. Which I thought was great. So Adam, do you have any like groundbreaking tidbits for us that we can get out of the way now that we can incorporate into our debates? Like like salamander cock. Yeah, do you have any... Yeah. Is there any special cockabilities for the salamander? Cockability? <laughs> <laughs> TM. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got no insight on the, the penile functions of any of these contenders. Uh, I mean, well, any, that's... horse cock. So, Mr. Mr. Dad, I know, yeah. I know horse cock from, you know, your dad. 
I thought you were going to say from the tone of your voice, I thought you were going to say, I know horse cock from Adam. You know, like that old expression, like, I don't know jack shit about this, but it would sound like you know horse cock from Adam. Like, Adam was super well hung. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Ironic that Adam's name is Kendall also like Adam. That. Yeah, Kendall does like that. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Adam, how, how's it going, Adam? What are you, you've been waiting a while here. You made us wait an extra hour here or so for our podcast to start. What's been up? What's the holdup? Um, I've been kind of sick. I woke up sick this morning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did y'all get that? <laughs> I think it's always round four when Kendall does that. Like, <laughs> Wasn't it this time last year whenever Adam was tediously going on about some lame-ass excuse about how he's minorly sick, which he always is because he has iron deficiency, and Kendall just holds the phone up to his butt and and rips one like that. And it doesn't sound like a, a fart as much as it sounds like some sort of bird out in the Everglades. But <laughs> Seriously, that was like a C-sharp, Kendall, like a, a bugle. That was <laughs> – what the hell? Hey, hey, I got some knowledge. I just – I've been Googling um... – Salamander penis. So <laughs> check it out. Salamanders have no penis. Oh. Uh, male salamanders deposit a spermatophore. Uh, so basically, they shit out some semen. And uh, the that. female. Yeah, but it wasn't put up there by someone's dad. <laughs> I mean, it's just. No, so the, the male salamander deposits his uh, little um, sperm cookie on the ground, and the female picks it up by sitting on top of it. Sperm cookie. Sperm cookie. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. Kendall likes that. Yeah, Kendall does like that. Sperm cookie and cockability. And we haven't even got the beast yet. Yeah. Well, we're, we're getting to him, kind of. Adam, you were for you were for the Dreadnoughtless last week, weren't you? Yeah, that was the third round. So that's this is the last round, people. This is the fourth round. This is the last round where uh, whoever wins becomes absorbs the powers of the other two into a meta beast. And then next time you hear us, we're going to be debating which of the f the four contestants in the of the winners of those last podcasts you've heard would win in a battle. So it's completely ridiculous and convoluted. Normally, so we have like, one more of these. We've only got we, we've got two more because then we we have a final one where we debate about the finale before like actually telling who won. We kind of just cut the shit for a while and you know whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, and then we might do a video podcast as we talked about you know going around uh, Dragon Con interviewing various people to see how Dragon Con works out this year. It's exciting times. Exciting times here. This is a good round. I don't know if, if you guys are excited about this round as I am. Uh, why don't you read whoever you're going for, Luke? Okay. Uh, Beast One, Necromander. Makes he sense. is a salamander. He's five foot tall, seven feet long. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure about those dimensions. Do you guys think about that? That doesn't seem right. No, but if you look at I mean, the picture, standing upright. Yeah, so they measure tall from feet to head and then long from tail to he's head. Like a, he's because, like a right angle. He just has a really Yeah, look at the picture. Angle. Look at the picture. I'm just, I think uh, they should really measure, I mean, I think long is right, but then tall should be like if he's standing on all fours, which maybe he doesn't do because that's not very dignified. Oh, my but. God. Of all the things to get hung up about on this damn <laughs> podcast. <laughs> The devil is in the details, sir. <laughs> anyway, so it's a large. We we have a better estimate of size coming up in the description. So we'll gloss over that. Uh, he weighs 250 pounds. Uh, he's the familiar of an ancient warlock. 
bred for sinister purposes, ill-intentioned. This is an ill-intentioned creature. Absolutely. It's an alligator-sized salamander, so that's all you need to know. It's the size and shape pretty much of an alligator, but it can stand on its hind feet. Uh, his patterning resembles runes. That's completely useless bit of information. He's a practitioner of the dark arts, utilizes curses and spell casting over physical purposes. Uh, he's able to raise and subjugate the recent dead. Hmm. Well, that's a curious attribute, isn't it? Because there's only going to be two other ones. Unless you know, this pulls into last round. Can he pull in last round? Oh. I'd say no. I'd say no. Well. And are, you, are you just saying it? He is just saying that. Well, well, because <laughs> once the death match is finished, it's not like they just, we, we don't just keep the bodies out there. The bodies are absorbed uh, and discarded. Well, and, uh, they're they're no longer in I the mean, <laughs> That's just like one of the most like peripheral, pointless parts of this whole podcast is that debate right there. Like, what the bodies? What what do? No, we... no, 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 no. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, because the the dead beasts have to be absorbed into a living beast. Or oh, some, I mean, that's a good point. I, I don't think it's actually but... magical like that. I think it's science. I mean, we take the dead beast and the living beast to some underground laboratory and we fuse them together in some unholy, you know. No, no, that that sounds logical to me. Like, if we're going to say that the powers of the last beast are absorbed in Dread Nautilus because he won, then we can't say their bodies are still laying around. Like, they obviously somehow their bodies were uh, con conjoined, right? So Their, their powers are, are conjoined. I don't know that their bodies are because Dread Nautilus is going to be the same size. I don't think he's I don't know, like, they always get, like, one attribute. Their other attributes are still laying around in a corpse somewhere. Yeah, yeah but come on, we, we have a limited budget. I mean, if we need to take a, a retractable turret off of a panda and put it on the flamingo, right, like, we're on. not going to make a new retractable turret. We're going to yeah. dismantle right, the old the rest one. of the panda, the non-turret part of the panda. Lesser panda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. It's something for the voters to decide, I think, to think about. I think that's probably the number one thing about Necromander is she can summon and recent summon the recent dead. And, like, I don't know. What does that even mean? Wait, you don't think the number one thing is that he can cast curses and spells? I think that that sounds like a bunch of what, – what does that actually mean, you know? Can he shoot a fire what, three spells? What is the point of the runes There's as a uh, skin or, you know – Well, I think patterning. it hints at an important point. Anyone who's played video games knows that one of the important curses or spells that a fighter can cast is the defensive rune spell, where you draw like a circle around yourself, and when an enemy comes in there, it gets fucked up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like there was something that was nascent there, but just it was forgot to... Uh be followed up upon no i think it just like kind of lends itself to the the pathos of this uh land bearing yeah talent. definitely it adds to the mysticality of it but i mean it just feels like there's something that could have been cool added to that but i think both covering his tracks is we've nitpicked too much bullshit of his stuff probably norm would give this argument where he'd be like how can he how can he cast spells he doesn't he doesn't even have any runes on him how do you how do you cast spells <laughs> <have> runes? <laughs> i'm watching i'm watching a youtube video of a salamander and uh, and it's for metaphor. Waka chicka wow Sperm cookies. Ugh. I'm never gonna eat a cookie again. Yeah, right.
Yeah, you're right. You're craving one right now. <laughs> white frosted, <laughs> white frosted Oreo. <laughs> yep. You're gonna go buy Oreos double stuff tonight. <laughs> While he's getting double stuff. <laughs> you're right. All right, beast two. Beast two. <laughs> Jesus Christ, beast two. <laughs> Mister Dead. Mister Dead. And that's D apostrophe E D. In yes. case you were wondering about the spelling. Nature is a horse. Um, size ten feet long, eight feet tall. Weight one point two five tons. An unbelievable talking horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty hi-yo, Mr. Dead. Time-bending speed fostered his return from those thrilling days of yesteryear. We'll talk you down, then hoof your noggin. Wow. Pretty intense. Clearly one of the uh, strongest competitors we've ever had. Uh, What? I said... uh, That was complete sarcasm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, good. Wait, are you, for real sarcasm? Uh, do we do we even need to have commentary on Mr. Dead? I mean, I feel bad for the, whoever created this, me, because I'm sure there's there's clearly sentimental uh, attachment well, here, uh, but I don't really know. This thing is is basically glue as soon as it steps into the uh, I mean, the, the arena. The pun, you know, the pun is there. Yeah, the I pun points. You guys are retarded. How how do you not like think this is like absurdly overpowered? The speed of light. It mattered. It moves at the speed of light. And ostensibly anything in between. Well, I was more How worried. That, not, like, that was more worried about time how, bending. I thought that was. Uh, uh, to what extent can he bend time? Is what I was concerned about. Yeah, that too. Well, that's why we need our game manager, our game person here. Well, it'll be interesting for once to for us to figure shit out and then get get Bo's. We're calling Bo later, and uh, we'll get his his take on on the interpretations of these runes here. I don't. I don't think it necessarily means that he affects time in terms of the other competitors, but it just means like so. If you're going the speed of light, it seems like everything's going much slower for him, right? So it's a personal time bidding. Like when the Flash runs around the world, we see just like this, the dust and the wind that is the Flash running by, and that seems so fast. But for the Flash, it seems like he's running right normally. I mean, just running. So like how we feel we're running. He got here because of time traveling from yesteryear. It says that in the description. It fostered his return from the thrilling days of yesteryear. Like he's. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't know how that works. But... And also, that raises the also the, uh, the other flashpoint, where uh, in the mythology of the Flash, they have to accept the fact that the Flash's brain works that fast too. It's not that his body just does that on his own. Oh, that's a good point. That the, the, the world is, is still while he's running perfectly frozen time so yeah. he can run up and look at everyone he can take 10 years to like study their their weaknesses like take a jog to the library to figure out what's poisonous to the anteater the world is his oyster here's what i don't understand about things like is, is, run the... is it Go ahead, really impossible for something with mass to travel the speed of light you're right. You're right, Luke. This it's impossible for a horse, a talking horse, to go the speed of light. This is so. You're right. right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey, Norm. it was good talking Thank to you guys you. tonight. <laughs> that's that's the end of the podcast. Hey, so here's my question: Is it possible since they're going the speed of light just to like run into someone and just like obliterate, like you just explode the person, like you know, like you would just. I mean, obviously, I think it would hurt. Like they would just run through the atoms and particles. Yeah, exactly. That are their skin. But would they? But would they? Or would it be just as deadly to? The Flash, Mister Dead, because like that inertia, yeah, that would feel. I mean, like it'd be like you know, if you jump into the water from a really high distance, like you know, if the water gets really hard, it would seem like that if you ran into something, it would just be like 
No, that's a good point. You're right. I feel like the, the flash would explode too. It would be this bomb. Yeah, at least break. I mean, have a pretty debilitating injury. Hey, what about this? What about if one block of Mr. Dead's speed of light running power is if Necromander, if we interpret his raising the dead as in raising any dead who have fallen on the ground around, which basically applies to, we can imagine, like Civil War veterans and like everything. So the whole ground <laughs> is littered with human beings that are sitting there. He can't run anywhere, right? Because he would be obliterated in the light speed flash kind of metaphor that we just put up, the thesis of the the flash being exploded, right? So he wouldn't be able to go. Yeah, we forgot to mention that this. That we forgot to mention that for this round, the arena is uh, Gettysburg. Field. <laughs> <laughs> but it says recent. So he can recent. Oh, recent. Well, what are we? He can stop time here. Recent dead, as in what? Like, is in the beginning of time, or is in uh... on a cosmic scale? <laughs> <laughs> the last five years, last ten years. What is recent? I feel like the last fifteen years have flown by. Honestly, in my life. So, uh, how does the flash avoid running in stuff? Well, like uh, Adam said, you know, everything's happening to him in normal time, so he can see what's going on and just be very oh. meticulous in his movement. Well, let's set our third competitor in here so we can flesh this thing out. Barricades. See where we're going. How are you, Barricades? He is a pangolin. I guess I read that right. A scaly anteater a and a barracuda, both two and one. Yeah. He's four foot tall and eight feet long, two and a half tons, so he's our heaviest competitor by some measure, yeah. at least at yeah, 1.25 tons. Um, steel scales create an impregnable body surface, sharp steel teeth, can breathe underwater or on land. That's an important point. Yeah. <laughs> Hunger is insatiable, will rip and tear for the thrill, voracious, opportunistic, capable of burst of speed. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. You know what? After hearing that, so he, I feel like I'm, I'm so a barricade fan. Well, yeah, here's the thing that is uh, impregnable body surface. So if Mr. Dead made the wrong decision of trying to take out, really, that's that's really only Mr. Dead's his only way of, of hurting people is to run into somebody, right? Or like to run over them, essentially. Yeah, you're right, dude. I didn't right? think he has no offense. He can basically just smash into people, tromp them, run over them, well, right? Does it say just straight up impregnable? Yeah, it says steel scales create an impregnable body surface. The entire body is impregnable. So he can't get pregnant. <laughs> uh, body surface I think the word should be surface as we emphasize like he could have it, it, the classic thing is the soft underbelly and the surface case. he's an, he's like an armadillo kind of scaly anteater he's one of those that whole whatever that family is that has the heart out outside and they can flip they always have soft hairy little underbellies that are super cute <laughs> but also sharp steel teeth apparently in this case but yeah he's got an underbelly so you knock this thing over I think is how you get to it probably it doesn't say that it doesn't say that, but I mean, it's part of the same family that I mean, and or okay, so maybe it's God. Maybe it's an, it's, no, an, it's crack. I mean, movies. it's just steel. It's covered in steel, so there's plenty of things that can destroy steel or tear through steel. Right, you can you can still cast some sort of weird spell to like rot its brain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think Salad like Necromancer doesn't give a shit about barricade because he doesn't use physical attacks anyway. So. Well, I think I think the entire argument comes down to how powerful is Necromancer. Like, we don't know what kind of spells he can cast. Can he just make himself invisible so that Mister Dead basically kills himself by running into barricade? I think even if right. the uh, the other one is impregnable and completely invincible from all sides out, if you take a blunt force trauma like a hoof to the skull at one thousand miles an hour, yeah, it's like true. getting a concussion. Your skull doesn't break; it that's just true. joggles your brain and turns your brain to pudding through your skull. 
one yeah, object. That's true, but the, the amount of force generated by that kind of hit would totally shatter a horse's legs. So. Yeah, some, the, the hooves are so uh, already, you know, rickety and delicate. Yeah, this this, this horse this horse is from yesteryear. <laughs> yesteryear, people. Three time, he can like take out necromancer. Uh, before the thing even like literally starts, and Necromancer has time to do anything, and then just like pulls a lamp, clubbing the other one in the head, and then it's over literally the instant it starts. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'll... I think uh, I think Necromancer can cast area of effect spells that will protect him from a horse. You won't have time no to do how it. How fast it's going? Yeah, I'm surprised to hear you say that, Luke, because you're generally a, a person grounded in science, and all we know about this Necromancer is he's raised in the dark arts, and the only dark art we well, know is the, is the Necromancer. I mean, yeah, let's and let's not forget that Luke and was so horse... and ardently against the Luckbill Platypus. It was essentially. Very similar creation, Blackfield No, but oh, there was yeah. no logical basis for how that would work. I mean, it was it was very unclear. Well, you're, but again, you're you're arguing against the logic of of Adam's point about Mr. Dead move, going the speed no, of light. No, so what? The, spell. I mean, he runs at the speed of light. So does he do that instantaneously, or does he need to build up? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a good does point. Does he go from zero to the speed of light in zero seconds? But how long does your average incantation take to uh, to say? I think it's well, yeah. I don't know. Sim salabim. All right, so sim salabim, two seconds. <laughs> what is I think if a, if a horse can run the speed of light, then uh, even if he can't get up there <laughs> into the speed of light within one second, I would think maybe the second second would be okay. <laughs> I just love the how you came to that. Like, okay, maybe not the first second, but if a horse could run the speed of light, it would definitely be within the second second. Like somewhere in Kendall's. I don't know. It's just so weird. It's such a weird argument. I mean, like, I, I get what Luke's saying, but like, so you're thinking like he runs the speed of light by building up the inertia and the speed, uh, like within like a four-hour period, he's just running straight line. I would think it's supposed to be like the Flash. Yeah. Also, also we have to take into account the fact that, like, regardless of how long it takes him to get there, you have to account for the speed of the uh, the effect of a spell. Like, say he casts cast an area effects protective wall around him. Does that wall react to something that's going the speed of light? Like, I don't. What's the speed of a spell? Can you, can it's probably you instant. It's, it's probably instant, but like you just made that up. That's not in the description. A, a wall, that protective like, wall. That's that does not exist. That sounds like a Fiona Apple album. What's the speed of a spell? <laughs> it does. <laughs> and if anybody knows Fiona Apple uh, albums, it's you. You Fiona. Hey, she's she's talented. She's talented. Yeah. Well. Maybe here's the thing. Here's maybe 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 Mr. Dead could walk or run really closely by a person and whip his tail at him, and that would alone would probably just devastate that person it's a speed yeah, of it could light be like, a, it could be like the ultimate whip i mean yeah that's be, true probably, probably whip you in half <laughs> whip you in yeah, half you could, kill, you could kill people with sonic sonic booms just running by them and let the air particles around you take them out oh not the fucking sonic boom again seriously that was that's ridiculous air particles are not going to take you out <laughs> if you run at someone at the speed of light and stop a hair before them then yeah they will evaporate in front of you that is bullcrap. There's no way that's true. The speed of light is ridiculous, dude. It's insane. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was insane and ridiculous. Now you're right. That means uh, the particles uh, will kill anything in front of it. Hung jury. Hung jury for me. 
I just want to watch this and see how it plays out. <laughs> Either way, it's it's bound to be fast. Yeah, Kendall definitely probably wants to go to bed. A million so, a second. Yeah. I think the, the necromander has it, but I don't think it will. I think this will be over before there's anything to watch. Well, we'll debate that point further. Ken, Kendall, do you have any, any final thoughts to, to say on here on your defense of, of I don't know, Mr. Guy? I guess if, if I had to, gun to my head. Guys, but don't put a gun to my head, all right? Uh, it would be Mr. Dead. Yeah, it would have to be Mr. Dead. Yeah. And But it could be. I think it could be one of these infamous, you know, double knockouts and who who's breathing the last breath and uh, before the before the Mega Beast scientists get in there and uh, rehabilitate. All right. Well, let me, uh, let me, let's call Bo. Let's figure out what's going on here for the finale, and uh, we'll see. We'll... Yeah, guys, it's been, it's been fun. Um, right. what, hey, what do we ever decide about for the uh, – for the – I guess we're just going to have to do Dragon Con. I don't know. Yeah, we're definitely coming down for Dragon Con. The game. We're also game coming stuff. down. Uh, that, no, the weekend after next will be like down in like mid to South Florida. It would be the first weekend. Are you guys coming through Gainesville? Uh, we or might. Are we on I-75? We might actually be coming through Gainesville. Yeah. If you're going to South Florida, you're probably coming, you're coming right past it. Yeah, you should give me a call. Yeah. Or let Wait, me know when you're coming by. Did, did someone you guys know die? Yeah, her grandma died. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say she'll be making an appearance in this round if Necromander has anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't get a lot more recent than that, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it sucks. One last, one last rumble for Granny. <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't Parvo, was it? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it was cancer. Was it renal cancer? Because yeah. I've heard a lot of a lot of older generation women who uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Even I don't have the stomach. Even I don't have the stomach for it. I was going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. After. All right. Whatever. All right. I'll yeah. call you guys back in a second. All right. Peace out, bitches. Boo. Howdy. Well, yeah. All right. Well, it's the three of us closing the shit out. Then those two are to bed. I'll tell you, Bo. This round, we are we are confused, man. We are drunk and we are confused. We we're all just like kind of just shooting in the wind here at this point. There's, it's, this is the round of questions, if it's anything. We're all wondering, as Bo, of course, is the artist here, uh, who also is plays an integral part in the descriptions here, which we debate. The things we're debating right now are what what is the extent of Necromander's dark magic abilities? Is it only raising the dead, or is there are there other unheard of dark abilities that's one and also mr dead uh can he freeze time and fight at his own speed this is basically his only ability to run over people while he's uh, going speed of light and therefore render their molecules flattened but also possibly flattening his own molecules i, I, I want to say that i wasn't specifically clear on the powers of the necromander this is this was the most kind of semi-abstract of the rounds, uh, yeah. basically leaving sort of open questions. Because one thing I'm not as a physicist, nor am I anybody to speak on uh, what the speed of light can and cannot do as far as offensive capabilities. Um, just I figured it was an interesting MacGuffin for people to kind of go back and forth on. And, you know, when the character idea was submitted, it was vague. So I left it vague. I would say being able to travel the speed of light is a pretty ridiculous offensive capability. I would think that flash time where he's moving super fast, but it seems like normal speed to him, and he's doing all sorts of silly things, 
in play All with right. the extended caveat that if he runs too fast, he's just going to uh, fall apart and just turn to horse dust. Ah, but otherwise he'll he'll just eat clover very quickly. He'll do horse-like things at a, a very fast pace. One yes. might think. Well, uh, if you're going to have like particle degradation from moving too fast through the atmosphere, then that's going to hit around like 800 miles an hour, which is like the tiniest fraction of the speed of light. The, the actual problems of physics come in so, so early. <laughs> well, so you're trying to combat this with real science, Adam, and that's that's just not going to work. Like, time and time have proven that that's... Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is you have to you have to take, like, if he can go to speed of light at all, then, like, you got to chuck science and just concede the dude can yeah. just move. It's, it's, it's like what Bill Platypus that's skating the edge of just... That's because right, we also made that exact same reference, did we not, Adam, earlier? Like, we talked about, oh, it's like luck Bill Platypus. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Even drunk, we are somewhat still intelligible, I think. Mm. <laughs> the big thing is he has to stop at some point. I like to think that he can reach the speed of light because the kind of the... Not origin story, but... The, the the references that he's Mr. Ed, the TV horse, which would be yeah, Ed yeah, for like I love that. I think it's a great reference. Fifty years. Mm-hmm. So the idea is he instead of dying, just kind of uh, started running, then never stopped, and was able to kind of bend time properties. Although I don't want to get into a point where we start talking about him using time bending properties to change the round, because then that would just get as convoluted and silly as time travel yeah so, absolutely i, I do think that it's interesting to talk about his uh speech capability which is something i'm, I'm more familiar with like is is he able to talk the other contestants into verbally battling or uh you got the barricade is very opportunistic so maybe the, the mr dead could uh, proffer upon the barricades uh natural inclination uh, i believe it's something to the extent of the necromander has human-like intelligence, or it's at least insinuated that he's smart. I don't know if I wrote that out, but uh, I would imagine the two of them can have somewhat of a discourse, but uh, the barricade is just a big, dumb fish monster. Unless you think that Mr. Dead doesn't even talk. He just has peanut butter on his lips, but to each his own. The other thing I was going to say is, I don't know if it came up, but this kind of crossed my mind when I was looking at the pairings for the rounds, that Mr. Dead is kind of undead in that he should, by whatever standards you consider deadness to have happened, be dead by now. So do the necromancer's powers have some kind of effect over him, being that the necromancer controls the dead? Oh, dude, that didn't come up, actually. That's a big thing. Wow. Okay. But he's not But he's not dead, though, right? He's just... Is Mr. Dead a zombie horse? Well, I, I like to think of it as the, the more he breaks apart, the closer to dead he becomes. The more he so, breaks apart based on how fast he's running? Yeah. So, like, say, I, it's to me, and this is just how I'm visualizing, and I, I feel it's free to interpretation, but, you know, say he basically runs fast enough to run through the barricade and just, you know, blows yeah. him up on some kind of crazy molecular level and makes him explode. He would really, like, have wasted a huge percentage of his life force in general. So he would be getting more and more decrepit as he stops running. And and I would say the closer he gets to dead, the more he's going to be listening to the necromander, the more necromander curse is going to start pulling him to the grave, you know, much in the same way, like when people are sick in movies and they start hearing more and more the, yeah. the calls of some kind of sorcerer, et cetera. Whatever thing that uh, necromander would have to do to 
enforce control over Mr. Dead would take some amount of time to cast or to think through or to uh, to enable. Like he'd actually have to like use that control before it would become mm-hmm. effective. And I think Mr. Dead would get there and stomp his head in before. Like, There's full disclosure. I created the Necromander. That's one of the few ones that made it through that I wrote up. So you might you might suspect me that thing is causing some issues right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might suspect that I'm going to give him lots of uh, fuzzy superpowers. But um, also, I don't know if it came up that uh, he raises the recent dead. Yeah, it did come up. Does that okay? Does that pertain to him being able to? raise mega beast yeah that's in that we've you know, been highly debated so far i would say for recent dead not that we can try to impose a timeline on when these fights happen because that's about as insane as trying to get into the speed of light thing yeah but yeah the newer the later rounds i would say are fresher dead so my big uh trump card is that flamingo i never really had other than the neon pinkness powers but it is a giant ass zombie to be raised so yeah. I would imagine that would be the Necromander's first order of business is getting that thing back in play. Well, damn, that's actually a really good point, actually, right? Like Necromander. But it would take time. It would take time to do to raise that. Would not be an instant. I've, I've stood by Mr. Dead pretty pretty steadfast through all of this. To give Adam some fire, somebody brought this up in the heat discussion originally. I think they had some more far flown version of it, but think about something that he picks up and then throws from whatever speed he's going can essentially take rocks from the ground and turn them into something like bullets just by getting some speed on them. So doesn't have to use yeah. the code. Yeah, if that checks out physics-wise, that, that makes sense. That's awesome. I don't know how to... Can that work? Can you be going the speed of light and throw something and that same thing is going the speed of light? Okay, well, I'm not the one to ask. I don't know. <laughs> I, is that true? That's awesome. I design web pages for a living. I mean... If anybody out there knows physics, they should call in because that's actually really interesting. Can, if, can you do that? Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm, I'm drunk. I don't know. But I mean, let's talk about Barricade for a second here, right? This is a this is the largest mega beast. Uh, that's a huge check in my book. This is a uh, a, a giant freaking barracuda mm-hmm. anteater that is scaled and has offensive weapons and is basically impregnable, breathes underwater. Which is pretty awesome if there's water in this arena, which we can imagine there might be. And, uh, uh, and we've gotten into this. This is, this is a slippery slope. It's there's a slippery slope. I can't say there's water. Well, every slippery slope I've ever known ends into a big water pile. So, um, I guess I can't argue against that. Capable bursts of speed. Capable. <laughs> um, I, I would like to say that before I sign off. Uh, that uh, Necromander should win because Necromander should win because Necromander should win. What? <laughs> Just saying. The finals are coming up next. Next time you hear us debating this shit, it's, it's about the finals and it's about the the winners of the last four rounds, and that's and they're going to be completely ridiculous. I think and uh, you have that look forward to. I think four four three five five two three 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 six. Okay. Um. I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Absolutely diddly. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya. Hey, this is Tom. I'm going to call and vote for Barricade because it says here is nature is a pangolin. Now, while I don't know what that is, it sounds like penguin, and we all know penguin should win.
All right, come now. You put a necromancer salamander in with an undead horse. What do you think is going to happen? And take control of it and kill a barricade. This thing will never even have a chance. Hey, this is Olivia, and I'm voting for Barricade because anything with insatiable hunger is going to be extra, extra bitchy and will easily take out a talking horse and a salamander that has little physical strength. So, Barricade. Hello, hello, this is Mac, the only black guy in Boise. And I think I want to vote for Necromander. It's close with Barricade. I think Barricade would be a formidable opponent for any dead army. Uh, so what it really comes down to, I think, is what Necromander can do beyond just raising the dead. Because let's face it, that'll only get you so far these days. Uh, depends on those other powers, other other uh, spells he can do. But uh, I just like the way he looks. I like the way I think I like the way he thinks. I'm not sure yet. I like the way he moves. Shifty, shamanic. That's good. So um, I vote for Necromander. Peace. <laughs>